Dan, I have a pretty good idea why you have that big grin on your face. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I'm well actually there's there's a couple reasons, but I uh, there's probably one that's that sticks out. The big one. I know I know why you're smiling, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the hidden joys that I've experienced with firewood was the <laughs> the I keep saying the how great the invention of the air conditioner was, but the invention of the firewood processor. Oh and, my god. And one of them is just plopped right into your backyard, right? Yes. And I couldn't agree more. The That type of machine, the firewood processor, and especially the Yappa 365. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I like all machines. And um, there's just something about the design of that that type of processor. You know, it's just fascinating. There's a lot of engineering that went into it. Yes. Even though it, yeah. it, it appears to look and run so simple, there's, yeah, there's a lot that has gone into it. And yeah, just the, just when you step back and think about, you take a log and within maybe a matter of not even minutes, like seconds, you are taking a log and turning it right into firewood, like instant. It's almost like instant. Yeah. Almost, you almost feel sorry for the for the tree. <laughs> so, if everyone is wondering what we're talking about, Dan has um, been gifted a brand new Yappa firewood processor, and it's made in Finland. It's uh, it, it is spelled J A P A, and in Finland, the J is pronounced like a Y, and for the longest time too, before I really got into firewood processors, I saw the name and I just thought it was made in Japan. I thought it was a Japa, like they just took the <laughs> N off, <laughs> but it is not. It is, uh, it's made in Finland and it's a older company. I think the stamp says 1977. That's as long as they've been in business. And Dan and I both have a relationship with the American importer, Metsa machines, uh, which happens to be just a couple hours up the road from Dan. And it just worked out great that they have one to uh, put on a YouTube channel. And they asked Dan and Dan said, of course, yes. yes. And so now he is the proud owner of a new Yappa 365 plus pro road. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a long, it's a long, uh, title to get out there but yeah it's it's um and i'm not sure uh like what i have had a yappa before the 315 and that was kind of you know given to me to use as like a demo on the youtube channel and i think this is this is the same that's the same deal with this 365 is use so it that's not going to be it's not going to be for keeps uh i don't think at this moment no i i'm not yeah. i'm not exactly sure those are the, those are like the details that you know it's still in a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> and you were too embarrassed to ask, so you just left it. it, it at that point, it didn't matter, right? Right, right. <laughs> I, I was too giddy with looking at all the features yeah. and looking at the possibilities and 
just the opportunity. Like it's, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to use a machine like this and, you know, bring it to everyone who follows the channel. It's, it's just great. Yeah. Well, I used to have a 365. That was my, um, it was my second processor. I bought it and that was before I was a, a YouTube channel. And what we had alluded to about the complexity or the engineering that goes into it, it when you're staring, when you're on the outside looking at it, it's just a real simple machine. You got a couple levers, you know, you, yep. you, you feed the log in, you pull <laughs> the lever down, it cuts it, you push it up, it splits it. And when you open the hood, though, if you get to that point, man, there's like, I mean, it's kind of like your remote controller on your television, you know, it's just a simple thing with all these obvious buttons. And then when you take the cover off, you know, you're like, what the <laughs> heck is all this in here? <laughs> and that's what the 365 is too. I mean, there's different diameter hoses zipping around all over the place. And there's, you know, these, the tracks that the Ram ride on and, and all, it's just a fascinating machine to look at. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it, and it's in such a small, confined space. And then when you throw on, the, like with this road model, the ability yeah. to fold everything up and transport it. It's just, it's fascinating. Yeah, mine was that same way. And when I was looking for a processor, those were the two um, things that I needed that, I, I call them like a European style processor, you know, the, the Yappa, the Hacky Pilkey, the Tafoon. Um, yep. There's some others that are escaping me right now, but you know, they kind of have that same look to them and, but they were all electric and they were all stationary and they were all for Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and then here in the States, you know, we want portability. We want a gasoline engine on them. And it was Yappa that was the first to do it. And that 365, they put it on an axle and it, it folds up neatly. And then they put the gasoline engine on it. And I was like, heck yeah, this is what I need. Yeah, it's, it's a great machine. And, you know, I probably won't have, you know, it's like one of those things where you see a feature like being able to move it around and tow it. And you think that's, that's great to have. But then again, I might set this up and never move it again. <laughs> I might just yeah. tow it home from the dealer. But having that capability, I think, is just a huge advantage. That was my, that was exactly what my situation was with mine. You know, I wanted portability, but once I got it back to my yard, other than just like, uh, adjusting it where it's set in the yard. I never once put it on the road. It just seemed weird to have a, you know, I don't know what they cost now, like a $30,000 machine being pulled down the road. And to me, it was my livelihood too. And I just <laughs> felt that was a risk I wasn't willing to take. So it just sat in my yard until uh, the day we sold it. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I get kind of nervous towing things. And I was kind of nervous about towing this. I mean, I, it's about an hour and a half drive from uh, the Mets Machines uh, head office there in, in Merrill, Wisconsin, back home. But this thing towed great. I didn't even notice yeah. it was back there. It, it's just amazing. Oh, wow. It didn't, like, bang around and rattle? and No. And no. I was, at one point, I was just cruising along, and I didn't even realize that I was doing 70, going down, oh, the, wow. going down the interstate 70 miles an hour. You know, I'm sure people behind me were like, what the heck is that thing he's towing? 
<laughs> yeah. So you're going 70 in a 25 mile an hour zone, pulling a firewood processor. Is that right? Yes. Just racing to get home to run some logs through it. Yeah. You probably were getting a lot of looks though, don't you think? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure people were, you know, cause I did eventually then slow down. And I, I think I was probably average about 60 on the way home just cause I wanted to be safe. And, but I'm, yeah, people passing me were probably like, what is that? Uh -huh. What is that thing? <laughs> Yeah, I watched your video with it, and the first recommendation I would give to you is when you get it back to your yard, take that bumper, the the light holder, what do they call it? The I just call it the bumper. Take it off and go set it in the garage somewhere because <laughs> I left mine swung out like that thing. Ah, it'll be okay there. I ripped that thing off in about two weeks. I kept <laughs> running into it, kept running into it with the tractor, with my trailer and all, and it, I got it all bent up. So well, that's, that's my first recommendation. That's the one thing I'm, I'm still kind of in the process of getting things situated in my wood yard, finding the best spot for it. And I'm thinking I'm going to have it where I won't even be driving around that backside of it. So I'm, I'm thinking I might be able to leave it on, but yeah, as of yeah. right now, I still haven't even run any logs through it at home. I've oh, wow. getting things set up and figured out and, you know. Well, you ran my old one and you yes. also operated your new one up at, up at Metsa Machines. So yes. you have run them. I've run them. Mm -hmm. Not in my wood yard. <laughs> yeah. And here's what I like about Yappa. They, they have a, they had an awesome machine. Uh, my 365 i think back upon it and i was like ah oh, the good old days i just love that machine <laughs> but they didn't just sit on it they kept improving it and there's a lot of updates on yours uh, that mine didn't have you know they they would see that it, there were opportunities ways to improve them and they and they went for them and they keep making that machine even better and i actually had requested that um the auto split feature be disabled yeah. just because my wife likes to run the machine and i've i saw what happened with adam from hometown acres with that auto cycle running you know sending a log that was tipped upwards through yeah. and then it, it bent the the stop plate and so being that i knew my wife would be running this sometime and she's not always you know has the trained eye like i do to notice when a log doesn't drop right so yeah. I, had, I had bob make the modification of disabling the auto split i saw that you did that so what dan is talking about on the yappa you have your main controller it works up and down and side to side so you push the log to the you push the lever to the left and that feeds the log in the log has hits that positive stop. It's like a plate that's exactly, you can set it any um, length that you want, but you set it at 16 inches around here. And the log hits that and it stops. So then you pull the lever down and that cuts the log off. When the log falls into the trough, you push the lever up so that you can infeed the next log. When you push it up, that engages the splitter. And that is what is known as the auto split function. So there are times if the log is crooked or if it's a big diameter or just some things just are weird, the log <laughs> will f 
fall in, but not fall in all the way. It'll fall in and get wedged against the ram and the positive stop. Well, when you engage the splitter, it pushes that log forward and it'll rip the positive stop right off its arm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, it happened to me one time, but I compare it to touching the hot stove when you're little, you know, it yeah. happens one time. <laughs> And then you know exactly the conditions that it occur under. And it happened to me once and only once. Adam, it happened to him. Adam from Hometown Acres has one. And he got a little gun shy from it. Uh, mine was under warranty, so it didn't really even cost me anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I had spoken to one of the engineers from Yappa about it. And I had an idea where I think that positive stop should be instead of bolted on, it should be secured with like a rare earth magnet, you know, something that's super strong. But, you know, if that condition happens, it just pops it off. And then you can just stick it right back on because it's a magnet. Yeah. I don't know if that if that day will come. But now what Dan and what Adam now has done is they've just disabled that. To me, I think that takes away the the speed and the glory <laughs> of the of the Yappa. But to each their own. Yeah, it it does. I mean, when when you I mean, that whole cycle that you explain, it happens fast. And yeah. when once you get experience and if you were running this, you know, every day and yeah, then I can see where you know, having that auto split would be very beneficial to have, but mm -hmm. I mean, it, all you have to do now is, you know, you just push the lever to the side to send this send the split cycle through. So it's it's a little added I guess inconvenience, but for me, it just the because it because it would only happen once with my wife, and then she would say, "I'm never running it again." <laughs> yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but yeah, that whole process. If you had if you were running this with just you know nice straight logs and decent wood, you would just fly through. I don't even know what the estimated amount you would make an hour. Or could make. Yeah, well, I have flashbacks now from when I had my 365, and in, a, in some ways it was faster than my current 405 uh, with certain diameter logs. The the reason is it my 405 is an, is an offset machine, which means where the log is cut is offset from where the RAM is, and the 365 is in line. And when you cut a log off, offset it rolls down into the trough and sometimes it rolls back and forth until it settles in the trough and the 365 just falls flat right in it sticks and then you just ram it you know <laughs> <laughs> and that part makes it that part makes it faster i'd have to go back and look at my old videos because i remember i had timed it on some but i was i was a cord definitely under an hour um but now you know i also had i did this live on my 405 i made a cord in 27 minutes <laughs> with it yeah yeah so that's flying but i think the with the 365 there's really not much out there that can touch it speed wise serious that's how fast I, it is yeah i i don't think there would be just from i ran uh two logs threw it up at at Metza machines and it was 
and I didn't, I had never run one before, so I was being extra cautious. And but if you got into the flow and once you knew what you were doing with that thing, yeah, it would just be a matter of making sure you had a full live deck full of logs and you would just zip through them. <laughs> yeah. I now remember too, I filmed it. I ran like a 16 foot log through it in just over a minute and, and, and split it. I mean, it was just flying, man. But what makes the 365 such a great machine, and I think it's, I wouldn't even call it an entry level. I mean, they call it a pro and it is, it is pro grade. It is, it is the real deal. What makes it such a great machine though, it's good for people who are starting off with a business because you don't have a lot of machines that support your operation. And what the 365 gives you is that log lift because now you don't technically need a front end loader. You don't need a compact tractor. And I got by with mine for over a year uh, with just rolling logs up to it. I had nothing that would ever even pick the log up. Yeah. Yeah. The log lift is a, is a very handy feature. And if you set a couple logs like as runners on the, on the ground that you can roll your logs on and then have it to where that the log lift almost picks it right off those logs. Like that's, that's what I want to get set up to where I can, you know, cause then you can kind of in a way create your own little, you know, I guess live deck, You'd, you know, yeah. have logs laying in a pile and you yeah, roll them that's down. the way I would do it. Now what I got away from, I used to lay down the two logs, the two runners, and I would roll all my logs on top of it. Then I could just roll it to the arms. What I got away from was using two of them. I only used one log as my runner instead of two. And it was the one on the far end because mm. you, I was always having to step over top of it to push the log, you know, from the lift arms onto the infeed. And that's a trip hazard. I kept tripping over it. And it was also, you know, when you start getting older, that's just one more, one less step <laughs> on your knees, picking your leg all the way up in the air to step over top of that log to get, you know, so yep. I, I oh, yeah. and it works, it works just as good, if not even better. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to try that out because that, I can see that, that having to make that, you know, you, anytime you have something that you have to go around or step over, you think it's going to be simple, but then there's that one time where you don't lift your foot high enough and down you yeah. go. <laughs> This is going to sound weird, but the 365 has that platform too that you operate off of. And I remember when I started using mine, my knee started hurting me. And it was because I was up and down off that platform a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> so I had cut me like a little disc, uh, a cookie, you know, and, and set it on the ground just to make it a shorter step up. Ah. These are the things that happen to you when you get into your fifties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that will be in uh, your future too. Those are just little things that I, as soon as I see that machine, I just, I wax nostalgic and I think, Oh man. But then I also remember all the other little things that I did to uh, make things more comfortable for me. Yeah. The little, the little uh, improvements and, things that you do that you don't realize would be something that you don't think of it until like you said, you, you, you experience it and then you experience it like a hundred times and you're finally like, okay, I'm going to make a little step. <laughs> so I don't have to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think that log lift is ingenious how they invented it. It's safe. 
Um, I had that Dyna. It had a log lift on it too. And there was something about it. It had those two razor sharp dogs that would lift the log up. And I, I always worried about if you worked with two people, cause sometimes you grab the wrong lever, you know, you don't know yep. which one you're doing. You could have lifted that log. It could have tore into someone's leg. I just always thought that was one of the things that had me scared about that machine. 365 that works nice i think it was safe uh i never once had a log like roll back on me like it was going to crush me you know yep <laughs> and um and once it gets onto that power roller oh you own that log yeah and mm. then the other the other thing that surprised me was then on the other end coming out with the conveyor it's got a 14 foot that's conveyor with uh that with a, you can control the speed of it with the flow control yep. on the back and you can, it has five different adjustments that you can move it left to right. Yeah. So, so if you think about that, you have three, you can raise and lower it. You can move it side to side and control the speed. So you have three variables that you can control where you put your uh -huh. wood. And if you were running it into a pile, you could make a pile of wood that would be huge big as your house <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> just huge <laughs> uh-huh yeah yeah you're gonna have so much fun with that oh the places you'll go oh you're gonna have a blast <laughs> yeah like i said i'm i've just been spending time trying to figure out where i'm gonna set it and you know get things set up the right way so i can yeah enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see these European style firewood processors. And I guess it's probably a product of the price of fuel in Europe uh, versus in the States and probably mandated safety features too, because the Americans North, well, let's say North American style processors, they don't look like that. You know, they're big, heavy, angle iron and steel plate construction uh, with a big powerful engine on them well, not all of them but you know yeah and then um a lot of them you know the splitting area is wide open and if they do have like a safety door on them it can be easily just removed <laughs> yeah <laughs> my my dyna you know the trough was just wide open on it Yep. And I see a lot of these other ones, you know, you can just take the little flappy door off and then you can still get right into it while the splitting's going on. The Yappas are uh, smaller and they have, a, you know, they have that safety, that hood, where if you even touch that hood, everything just shuts off. Yep. Everything is done. Yeah. Um, I, I've pause when i say that they're lighter because they look like they are like flimsy but th those yeah they are heavy and you know they are well built and there's a lot of girth in there underneath like the sheet metal of the hood and those panels yeah you know, all the all the welds are up. heavy duty welds heavy duty steel it just looks slim and sleek and slender but it's it's yeah it's a rugged unit it is yeah i um you know, I had, I can't remember how many cords I put through mine and it looked brand new, you know, the day, the day it left. Yeah. I understand my <laughs> old machine is in New Jersey right now, serving proudly at a wood yard. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the other thing I know that a lot of people, you know, like question is the size of log that they think of that as like a limitation. And when you compare the European processors to American, you know, American processors are generally made for like big wood, you know, you got big, big logs going in it. But if you think, you know, the, the European forest, that's 14 inch diameter tree. That's yeah, size tree. You know, I think there's, maybe this could be a topic of an episode one day. There's something about that whole issue. All right. And I think it's also, where are you getting your wood? I'm talking about if you live here in the United States, if you're a logger and all, and you're in full control of the logs that you're getting your hands on, it probably makes sense to have a gigantic machine that can take these gigantic logs. But I'm just speaking from experience. Yes, I, you can ask every logger that deals with me how I complain and gripe, and I'm always pushing them for smaller logs, smaller logs. <laughs> but at least here, the bigger logs don't get into the firewood market. They are sold to the mills, um, you know, because they can get a lot more money for them. So the bigger logs go to the mills anyways. It's kind of like that sweet spot is right around 12 to 14 inch log. The, and under are the ones that get to the firewood market. And that's where, you know, I get, I tell you about these annoying comments I get, you know, like, yeah, but your machine's only split in small wood. Well, that's as big as it takes, number one, but really you don't get anything bigger than that. And if it comes from a tree service, it's going to be all crooked and ugly anyways, where it wouldn't fit into a firewood right. processor. You wouldn't want it. Yeah. So that's where I think the size of the diameter yeah, you, know, you always want to say, I want the one that'll take a gigantic log, but you may not get one that big because I don't know, you know, it may depend. Now I live close to a a regional uh timber hub out here where we live. And that's where all of the big logs go. They go to the mills for for boards or for blocking, for pallets and all. And it's the smaller stuff that gets sold for firewood. So right. It makes you think you maybe you don't need a big machine anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The, the smaller tops and limbs, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, that's what's left over for the firewood guys. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then, then you get them, you get your machine fired up and you get them made into firewood, assuming that it's not 90 degrees outside like it is today. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, wait, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to complain about the weather. <laughs> hey we got a tradition here right because <laughs> it's actually cooled off up here pretty nice it's, it, has, it was yeah. uh mid 70s yesterday just beautiful wow uh, not here and then the smoke is back too uh, yeah we got yeah we got a uh, bad air alerts all over the place yep yeah well dan i just wanted to um get your insight and congratulate you on your new toy yes well thank you and i I was gonna ask if we could maybe keep this episode maybe a little short so i could get out there and and start uh using it (laughs) (laughs) well now i just have one more question to ask you but it comes in 27 parts so uh, if you can we'll wait for you to go get your coffee filled up and we'll have a longer discussion oh no no, yep. I need I need to get out and and uh, start using this and and just you know, seeing what it 
figuring everything out. That's the other thing is I've got to get it all set up and I got to probably go uh -huh. watch my video that I made with Bob explaining everything just to reference <laughs> back so I get it all right. <laughs> yeah, I saw it and uh, I was having flashbacks. I just love that machine. What a great invention. Yeah. I think if there's a firewood processor hall of fame, that that should be in it. Yeah. No, no question. The 360. I was, yeah, I had heard it's like the most popular selling firewood processor in the world. I can that's see why. How, that's how that machine's taken off. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, like I said, there's just so many little things that like that you can tell someone's paid the attention to detail to make yes. know, little adjustments and make things fit this way. And just, it's simple, but yet very innovative. Yes. Well said. Yeah. All right, Dan. Well, let's go ahead and let you get out of here. If you want to go make firewood, whatever. Well, I got to, yeah, I got to get things situated and then I've got to, um, you know, get things set up and then I got to take a step back and look at everything and, you know, appreciate how it looks and then get into making some sawdust. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, keep us posted on your progress and I'll be looking forward to videos on your YouTube channel, Back 40 Firewood. Yes, <clears throat> I will do that. And like I said, the main thing is I just got to make sure I get it all set up the right way because I was so giddy up there watching, you know, like just anxious to get going, but I wasn't sure if I paid close enough attention. <laughs> Should be easy enough. Big logs go in on this side, small <laughs> logs go out on that side. Well, just the, the setup, you know, like it's you put the, the support legs down, then the log lift, then the conveyor, and, and you know, and I might put the conveyor first. I don't know. I'll just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Dan, let's just get out of here and you can get busy and I will get busy sitting here on this couch in the air conditioning. All right, well, that sounds good. I'll try to send some of this cooler weather down your way. Please, please. <laughs> but All in right. the meantime, thanks everyone for tuning in to the Woodhounds, the number one firewood podcast in the world. And we'll see you back here next week. That's right. And thanks everyone for logging in. We really appreciate you and helping support the Woodhounds podcast. And we want to make sure that all of you are staying safe and being cool and having a great day. Great day.